0: joined now by rnz business reporter Anand zaki and anan what's the national party been saying to our tech companies
1: kia ora, charlie well the tech sector is being assured the incoming government will clear away the hurdles holding back its growth national party spokesperson on direct foreign investment science innovation and technology told an annual awards meeting of the top 200 export earning tech companies that more will be done to encourage sector growth Judith Collins says the sector will get the government help it needs to attract foreign investment, address skill shortages and other barriers to innovation. It is huge for us the 2nd export sector. It is positive. It is in many cases completely weightless exporting. And even when it's not, in terms of the high-end engineering, it is brilliant stuff. Judith Collins says a national-lead government will cut the red tape holding back the sector with the top 200 tech companies generating more than $17 billion in revenue in the year to June, an increase of $1.8 billion on the year earlier.
0: And we know that innovation and growth do not come from government. I'm sorry for the government people here. You are not the people who are going to drive the economy. You're going to help the people who drive the economy. You're going to help me clear away all the regulations that stop people doing what they need to do.
1: In a report by the Technology Investment Network indicates one of the main things holding the industry back is New Zealand's ongoing skills shortage, which causes many to move their operations overseas. Payments NZ says it's making progress on the development of open banking, though it'll it'll, take, it'll be difficult to achieve scale without consumer data rights legislation. Payments NZ chief executive Steve Wiggins Sees its API centre has developed a range of standards, rules and guidelines since it opened in 2019, which will support full-scale open banking. He says its work can inform proposed government legislation, which is still on the drawing board and can be applied to other industry sectors, such as energy and insurance.
0: The concepts and principles that underpin open banking, for example, they too can be applied across those other sectors. So if we look at that from a... Digital economy point of view and open data economy point of view, these are pretty fundamental building blocks for for that to occur.
1: And Steve Wiggins says the centre is working across the fintech and banking sector as well as with government.
0: We're working very closely with officials and regulators and government work through the customer and product data bill to ensure that what's put in place there enables the growth and take-up of open banking and doesn't slow things down. That's the secret sauce, is getting open communication, working closely together. We have a really good track record of working well together, so let's keep doing that.
1: Steve Wiggins says API standards are already beginning to be adopted and used in consumer-facing applications, with momentum expected to build from May when the big banks have committed to offering services. Well, as the company mini-earnings season gathers momentum, investors are being told they should take the time to understand what's happening with the companies they have money in. A partner at Castle Point Funds Management, Stephen Benny, sees investors should be taking a long-term view of what's happening to earnings and the nature of, of a firm's business.
0: You, you want to be understanding where a company is going with its earnings. Are they, are they, are they growing over time or are they stagnating? And... I think you you've also got to be, you know, conscious of, of particular events as well that that may occur in a given reporting season. And decide whether or not you that's changing your view in a business. So that's that's the the job of investors as they go through reporting season, determine if something that's gone on is, is really affecting the intrinsic value of this business or whether it is just short term noise and should be should be ignored.
1: Stephen Benny says investors need to keep an eye on firms reporting underlying or normalised profits after making provisions for one-off items such as asset write-downs. Well, it's a good time then to check in on the financial markets, uh, and we're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Uh, Kia ora, Mark. Good afternoon, Anna. It's been a busy week uh, for the local share market, uh, but we're ending up a bit quieter on this Friday.
0: Yeah, look, it's a bit of a, a slow start this morning. It's been a, a, in a reasonable week for New Zealand equity market, but we're actually open slightly lower this morning. So, the NZX 50 gross index is at 11,177 points, so down about a half a percent. covered some of the sort of notable movers, we've got Sky TV that's down about two and a half percent, trading at two dollars and sixty-eight cents. We've got Circo, which is the uh, corporate online travel booking, and that's down about two and a half percent, trading at four dollars and thirty cents. Fletcher Building that's also open lower, that's down about one and a quarter percent trading at four dollars and fifty cents. On the slightly more positive side of the ledger, we've got restaurant brands, that's up about four percent this morning on trading at three dollars and sixty six cents. And Infratil, after their news yesterday, that is slightly up as well. They're trading at ten dollars and fifteen cents. So a bit of a mixed bag on the New Zealand market this morning.
1: Okay, well, how's it looking over in Australia?
0: Australia, it's, um, it's actually sort of slightly more positive. The S&P ASX 200, uh, that's at 7,048 points, which is opening sort of close to unchanged. Uh, I guess the, the, the major sort of contributors over there at the moment are uh, you've got Ramsey Healthcare, that's up about sort of 0.6%, trading at $51.09. Uh, you've got Challenger, that's trading at $5.75. And seventy five cents, and Zero, which is a company uh, familiar to, to New Zealanders, that's, uh, that's sort of holding its own trading this morning, just under $100 at 99 and 65
1: and that takes us to the Kiwi dollar, which has moved around a bit this week, hasn't it? Yeah, look, it has been relatively volatile. Um, it's sort of slipped back below 60 cents
0: against the US dollar overnight, so that's trading at 59.70. Uh, against the Aussie, we're at 92.30. Against the yen, 89.90. Against the sterling, we are at 48 and the euro 55, with the New Zealand trade weighted index currently at 70.60.
1: And finally, interest rates, oil and gold.
0: Yeah, sure. So interest rates, three-month bank bills, they're trading at 5.67%. Ten-year government bonds, they are just above 5% at 5.05. In terms of oil, West Texas Intermediate is trading at US $73 a barrel. And finally, gold, we've got spot gold trading at US dollars $1,981 an
1: ounce. Thank you, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth with our market update. A few other items of business news for you. The Financial Markets Authority is warning about fake FMA license certificates being used to try and con people to invest money with phony phony investment bankers. It says scammers have been using details of New Zealand-based Collinson Crowdfunding Limited, which holds a license for operating crowdfunding. The FMA says Collinson is not involved in the matter. It says complainants have been communicating with the fake licensees on the Telegram messaging app. Total passenger volumes at Auckland Airport rose 26% in September over the year earlier, which is about 90% of pre-COVID levels. International passenger growth rose 58%, with domestic traffic up 4%. It says strong inbound holiday demand drove the increase in international passengers, with Australian school holidays and China's mid-autumn public holidays helping to boost growth. And Queenstown Airport's international passenger numbers increased 28% in, the, in September on the year earlier, while domestic passenger numbers fell 7%. And finally, global professional services firm Accenture is buying IT services company Solnet for an undisclosed price, Wellington-based Solnet provides technology consulting to government and private organisations across multiple industries. Business news and numbers, updated for you around half past uh, five and check,